Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Real Quick with Mike Swick podcast special quarantine series, episode number two. Uh, we have a very special guest today that I really wanted to bring on early. Um, she's one of the most positive people I know, one of the most positive people in the UFC, and one of the best fighters in the UFC. Uh, she is a top contender in the strawweight division and uh, just an amazing person. Today's guest is Michelle the Karate Hottie Watterson. All right, Michelle, welcome to the show. The new quarantine uh, series special, episode number two, and the, the quarantine special, just seeing what everybody's doing in quarantine, and Josh joining you, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, it's, uh, well, today is supposed to be my fight day. I was supposed to be fighting today, <laughs> but that <Yeah>. is <laughs> That's crazy. So so what is it like going through this in the States for you guys being, especially you being a fighter and having a fight that was supposed to be scheduled today? H how is that, like, how is that affecting everything, I guess? I mean, are you going out? Are you training? Or are you basically staying at home? We're definitely staying at home. Usually my, my mom comes down to help us with the camp, you know, to take care of Ray when we leave for fight camp or for fight week. And then um, we bring her out, her and Araya out. Um, Thursday or Friday. Thursday or Friday, but um, you know, since all this stuff happened, my mom's been here with us, and and that's the biggest concern, right? It's because the virus really affects people that um, have pre-existing conditions, and my mom does definitely have pre-existing conditions. She's, you know, she's a breast cancer survivor, but she has high blood pressure. Um, thyroid issues. She has diabetes, and so a lot of you know respiratory issues that that keeps us concerned. Um, luckily, we have an amazing home gym here um, at our house. We're, we're on a, a little under an acre. And when we bought the house, we wanted to make sure that we had a place to train. Um, not for like, not for, this, not for yeah. things like this, but I mean, yeah, of course, definitely came in handy. Our, our whole thing was, you know, when we came home, we, 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 it just like took chunks out of our day having to drive to different places when we had to worry about taking care of Array and making sure that she had all of her activities taken care of and that she, you know, that we could be with her for dinner and be at home to, to help her with her homework and stuff like that. So, you know, building the home gym for us was more so for that. But we've been lucky to have basically everything we need to run our camp here at home. Yeah, that's good. So, I mean, the, the thing is, it's kind of an equal playing field i guess i mean everyone that's training right now that could possibly be fighting is going to have to be training alone i mean it seems like that's pretty much the consensus of staying home or staying away from people as much as possible which kind of conflicts with being a fighter because you're supposed to train at a gym with multiple training partners and then they're going and doing their thing all day so the risk is just like quite substantial i would think it is it is and it's but it's crazy because i like i feel like um it's one of those things like you know um, if you're strong, I almost kind of feel like before we even knew things were, you know, th there was this virus going around, there was a huge sickness in, in the gym. I, I want to say January. in January where the, everybody in the gym got sick and it was just kind of like for probably a good two or three weeks, everybody in the gym was sick and then it passed. And I'm, I'm kind of curious as to if maybe it was the coronavirus that everybody got and then, you know, it just passed through our system and then we all got over it, you know. Um, but you'll never know because nobody got tested for it at that time. And, you know, Jackson's is an international gym. Like we had people coming from the world, from China, India, Australia, you know, Russia, Russia to, to stay, you know, in Albuquerque. So I, I don't know. It's one of those things that's kind of like out of our control and we can only do what – what is in our control and and to me one of the biggest things to do is to um keep your immune system up and for me when i'm in camp i'm the most healthy yeah i'm like scared to cough when i go to the grocery store now like even it's, it's like, like get dirty looks yeah, so you're saying there there might be some, uh, you know, I've heard actually some people say they were sick in January as well, uh, like really bad flu, and then got over it. So what you're saying is there could be some sort of immunity where certain people are immune to it, and then maybe that'll just grow and take over and eventually just end this whole thing. Well, I think that's what they're saying is supposed to happen anyone anyway, right? Everyone's supposed to eventually, get it. Eventually, yeah. 
Yeah. And so I remember even in January, like Michelle was saying, people, well, they felt good and they were like, no, I just can't get rid of this damn cough. And if yeah. you look at the symptoms, that's based kind of what it is, right? So, right, right. Yeah. So we're curious to, you know, but we are all healthy, you know, and from what they say, people that are healthy are just going to get over it. Um, the concern is, you know, like Michelle was saying, her mom, that's the biggest concern for us. Cause even, even with our daughter, we were really concerned. And some of the stuff that I read says that you it know, doesn't she, affect him the same way. Be okay as well too. You know, but, I think the concern is what's well, a 20, it's, they're, they're saying right now, well, the, according to the stats, I just sent you the, uh, the world metrics, but, um, the stats are at 21% fatality rate right now, which is crazy high if you think about it. And in yeah. just the terms of like the Spanish flu is one of the, the biggest kind of epidemics that we've had in, and I guess recent time, it didn't happen obviously recently, but um, that killed something like 50 million people, I think. But the, the fatality rate of the Spanish flu was only 2%. So only 2% of the people that actually got the Spanish flu actually died. And those were the people that couldn't get the medication and couldn't get the, the uh, you know, yeah. uh, support, support that they needed. This enclosed cases right now, it went from 17, 18, 19. Now it's up to 21%. So basically of all the closed cases of this coronavirus, 21% have died, whether it being old people or the elderly or young or middle-aged. There's been obviously a little bit of, of everyone, though it's more targeting weaker people that have like some kind of, uh, you know, existing uh, situation, um, yeah. medical condition or whatever. But the yeah. problem is going to be in another week or two because the hospitals are going to fill up so what they're worried about is when the hospitals fill up then it's not going to matter if you're old or young or whatever because if you can't get to a respirator that's when or and you start getting turned away from the hospital they think that's when the whole like crisis is going to turn into a whole nother level when there's people waiting to get treated and they can't get treated i think yeah yeah that's insane uh i'm gonna have to read that i didn't have time today but i will read it uh cause a lot of the stuff that i've read says that it's you know it's the fatality rate was less than one percent you no. know yeah, that's the, 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 the link I sent you is updated like every couple hours. It's 503,000 total uh, cases in the U.S. right now, or it was cases in the U.S. And of active cases, there's 460,000 still active, 19, yeah. approaching 19,000 deaths. So if you looked at the closed cases uh, of recovered versus deaths, it's a 21% fatality rate. Now, you can't go by the active cases because they haven't had a chance to survive or die yet. So yeah. when you look at when you look at 19,000 deaths and 450,000 cases, that's obviously not even close to 21 percent, but it's yeah. because they haven't had a result yet. So yeah. it, is, it is scary. Yeah, for I, sure. I understand it's scary, too. But I also I also I get from something that I read said that when they close the case, they are not taking into consideration somebody their pre-existing conditions. You know what True. I mean? So like. I mean, I'm I'm sure that has to have a factor on it as well, and I and I think that it's important for everybody to be smart and and oblige by the rules that are being set in place. But I also think it's important for people um, not to not to freak out and not to let it um, consume their life and to take over their mind because that can, you know, your 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 mind is a powerful is a powerful tool, and your mind can affect your immune system. And if you're constantly, you know, allowing um, negative energy into your mind into your mind space then then you you will break your body down yeah you know i think it's different just because of where i'm at right now like the mentality is so different that i that's why i like talking to to, to you in the states be like tyron and, and yourselves because it's so different the way people are looking at it like for us here in thailand uh we're not even in the top 20 countries right now as far as how many cases we have and deaths and stuff like that. So we're pretty low actually. But even that being said, we are on complete yeah. lockdown. Like we, we get fined something like 20,000 baht, which is like $600. If you get caught out of your house with the, without a mask on, uh, you can't leave your area, which is basically like areas like Rawai, Patong, you know, you were here before. Um, so Phuket's broken into areas mm -hmm. like, like neighborhoods kind of, you can't leave your area. Uh, you're stuck in your area for the next like two weeks and then it could turn into longer. So everyone is locked down. They're going door to door, yeah. like sweeping doors and like checking uh, people for Corona, checking temperatures, uh, spraying the streets down. Like it's like military, yeah. like checkpoints everywhere. And it's crazy, but it's like, I think this is definitely oh, going to like kind of go ahead. Yeah. So I was going to say, so think about this though. Um, like that is pretty crazy. That's insane to me. Now imagine if if the president passed that here in the states, people would go nuts. People would go yeah. crazy. I 
if if those rules were enforced, it would probably be a lot better. But nobody listens. You know what I mean? They tell you that they they tell you, okay, schools are shut down. You're on quarantine. You know, summer starts a little early for all these kids. And you see people at Target shopping for, you know, <laughs> pool noodles and, you know, stuff because they get, their summer started early. And it's just like, awesome. so uh, I, I I think if, we, you know, if there was a rule enforced, but but what if you don't have a mask? Is it the right type of mask, you know? Um, and then, um, yeah, it's, so it's just kind of like one of those things like nobody's listening. Yeah. Um, well, I do think do your part for sure. Cause, but every time we go to the grocery store. I feel like I feel like everyone is out. I mean, you have our our, our community, our area yeah, here. It's pretty it's active crazy. community, but now it it's like like tripled. You know, it, it's it is pretty crazy. You know, the trails, from what I understand, now are full, and it's like, hey guys, what are you guys doing? You know, now if it's by yourself and you're doing your thing, you're still kind of quarantined, right? But now you have groups of there, there were some photos I saw, groups of 15, 20 people out hiking. You know, what do you guys do? You well, know? it just yeah, like. In, that's the that's the the thing about America, you know. The, it's kind of like one of We're those spoiled. things like you want what you can't have, right? So it's like when we have the ability, when we have the ability and freedom to out, get out and socialize, we don't, you know, we're stuck on our phones doing technology, and then and now that we're all supposed to be quarantined, we're like, <laughs> I need <a> air. <laughs> but I um, and I was telling Josh too, in my. It, you know, it might look like there's a lot of people on the streets, but maybe they are just going to get the essentials that they need, um, but are are obliging by by the rules and and keeping the six feet distance and this and that. Um, but it just looks like more because nobody's at work anymore. Everybody's you know taking right. care of a, a bunch of other things, um, and so I I don't know. And to be honest with you. Um, there, all all yeah. I can control is myself, that, and that's kind of what everything has boiled down to. There's, there's no reason for me to get up in arms about what everybody else is doing, as long as you know I'm doing my part and we're we're staying home, we're we're stocking up on our vitamins, making sure we're taking vitamin C, D, zinc, that's everything crazy, across that, the board. That's always been on us, and and now you can't find any. Where we go to the store to just get one pack, yeah. But people are hoarding everything now, so you can't. Have yeah so we're just you know we're doing that we only go out when we need to um we're wearing our masks um and and that's all we can do really is 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 be in control of what of what we're doing um but another thing is it's like we 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 still have to continue to to find a way to make a living especially as a fighter it's not like you know, it, it is kind of a scary moment, like, cause I, cause I am in the entertainment business, like, that's what, that's what my job entails, entertaining individuals, inter entertaining yeah. people by the masses, you know, yeah, and that's what they're shutting down is, is entertaining people by the masses. You can't pull people in stuff like that, and so, um, you know, like, there's no point in crying over spilled milk. We got to figure out what we can do in order to keep generating an income so that we can support our family, so that we can you know, keep up with, with all of our monthly bills and, and, and this and that. Um, and, um, I can, I can stress about it or I can right. figure out a way to make it work. You know, yeah. those are our only choices, but I, I do think that it, you, now you're getting into, you know, America is huge. And then everybody in America is, you know, it's like the, it has an opinion and, you know, we should be doing this and we should be doing that. You know, the, the biggest thing that we should be doing is just listening and, and taking instruction right. from what they're trying to so tell that's, us that's to That's why do. it's good talking to you, you know? because the, the perspective is so different. Like for me being on an island where tourism, in a country where tourism is the number one economic resource and to see that every single hotel, every single restaurant, every single business, like the government's mandated that everything is closed. So to see a country that, that basically survives off tourism and, and these businesses being open, closing all of them, even I had to close down the gym. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, the gym is, is just a ghost town right now, you know, until this thing gets, gets taken care of. So when you see that, I think it, it adds a little more panic to us and a more serious kind of uh, mentality. Yeah. Like, so we get a little bit more scared, I think, than what it sounds like you guys are in America um, from what y'all are hearing. So. I think it's just there's a, just a different perspective of what we're having to go through and what you're having to go through. Because for us, it's like we're terrified of everyone and everything because of 
the state that we're in and the way they're, the way they're treating us. It's not like I think we have the same freedoms is there where we're like, oh, you know, this may not be so bad. We got to stay strong and, and not be, you know, be ourselves and everything. We're just like, oh, shit, we got to stay in our house and like not be around anybody. Like that's the way they make us think right now. Yeah. Why? Well, yeah. I, I do think we got to stay away. But again, I think so all the stuff <laughs> that I've read, I, I really, truly think that we would, you know, overcome it or maybe we already did. Um, again, our biggest concern is our mother-in-law. Yeah, of course. But I think if you get overconsumed, because there was a time where my mother-in-law was like nonstop on the news. And there was a little bit of time where we started to just kind of read a ton of it. And then for sure, we started even kind of getting scared. Like, man, is this something we have to worry about? Should we stock up on things? Um, so yeah, I think it does kind of put the fear in you, you know? All right. Well, looking looking into more positive light, I want to talk about the quarantine stuff as well. Obviously, what you guys are doing in quarantine, but instead of just the negativity, so uh, Araya, did she not? Did she just have a birthday yesterday? And is she, is she's nine, right? She, her birthday was on the eighteenth. Uh, yeah, she was. Oh, she was I saw the post yesterday. So <laughs> oh, that was for my nephew. Oh, okay. I thought it was Araya, maybe. Yeah, that was for my nephew. But no, she Araya did just turn. She just turned oh, nine. Yeah. Uh, and no friends over. We were planning a huge uh, sleepover, but that didn't happen. But you know, she's she's a trooper. We've been getting through this thing. She she really does miss being being able to socialize with people her age. Yeah. <laughs> but um, like I said, we we're, we're pretty blessed in in the fact that to 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 have to have to be quarantined, we pretty much have everything we need. We have a pool here at our house. Um, we have the gym here at the house, and so we're able to, to keep her entertained for the most part. Yeah, that's why I wanted to talk to you guys like soon during this series because like y'all seem like y'all have the most happiest family ever. Like how much how much greater would it be to be quarantined with you guys? Like you got an amazing daughter, and, and y'all are a great couple together. You know, we found out when you were here in Thailand. Um, so, and you're always so positive. So, I, this is like therapy for me too being able to talk to somebody so positive <laughs> so thank you. Are, you are you quarantined by yourself i am yes i am i'm on one man studio right now i mean i have my team doing editing and stuff like that but this is all just like yeah i mean that's the way we are right now where everybody's just kind of like only grocery stores or, or what else is open if anything i couldn't go anywhere i had a checkpoint today to go to the gym and even as the owner they wouldn't let me in um another sub district so Everything's shut. The, the stores are open, so I, um, you can go to the store. But Monday, they're, they're, yeah. they're trying to do another lockdown where they want you to stay in your house. So from that point, I don't know exactly what we're going to be able to do. So I stocked up on like enough stuff to last for yeah. two weeks. And, and I don't even want to go out, to be honest. Like The, the way they're combing the city and, and Phuket, I want to just sit in here and let them do what they want to do. And hopefully, they, they accomplish their mission. And then we can go back to like opening the gym eventually and, and, and getting back to normal. So. I've been doing a lot of Netflix and podcasts, getting ready for the podcast and doing as much work as I can as far as planning for the future of AK Thailand. Um, spe yeah. Speaking of which, I wanted to ask you, have y'all seen Tiger King on Netflix? Absolutely. Is that crazy? She yeah. What do you think? She Care killed her best. husband for sure. She, she, of course she killed her husband. She fed, <laughs> she fed him she to the tiger. She fed up to the Tigers. Uh, it was it was nuts. Huh? Do, oh my! Do you know they're having a follow up show on the twelfth? Well, also I heard. Um, I don't know. If this is true. I, you, you don't know really know what to what to believe anymore. But uh, I saw one of the reporters actually asked the president if uh, if they would look into <laughs> that case again. And even the president was like, "What is this? Do what do you think? Do you think do you think he do you think she killed her husband?" And and, and I guess he was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Well, we'll look into it." And they're talking about because of the documentary, yeah. now they might release uh, what's his name? Uh, no. the, the Tiger King. Joe, <laughs> the Tiger King. Tiger King. Yeah. Joe Exotic. What's his name? Joe, Joe Exotic. Joe Exotic. <laughs> Joe Exotic. You know, he he. Uh, it has something like thirty-five million views. I don't know, like, in how long it took to get that that much. Maybe the first week or since then, I don't know. But it had like crazy amount of views on Netflix. So it was the perfect timing with with Dude. quarantine to make us all feel a little bit Absolutely. better. It did. I mean, <laughs> Josh and I were pretty like blown away as far as when they were talking about how how inexpensive the like tiger line. cubs were. I was like, two thousand dollars. You yeah. could buy a tiger cub for five thousand dollars. Two thousand oh, dollars. Yeah. If you go from like, if if you go illegally with Joe Exotic, you can get it for two thousand. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. 
because I was telling Josh like there's even like a lot of just pure, like the pure breed like dogs that are more expensive than that. Yeah, it was nuts. It was crazy. Yeah, but the issue is in order to buy them, you have to have like licenses and you have to like have all these like, you know, the setup form and everything. And that's where it gets expensive. And, yeah. and then you just, unfortunately, you just can't shoot them like Joe thinks you can do. And so once they get big, you have to like take them to a zoo or do something with them, which, wow. I can't, yeah, I can't wait for this next special to see like uh, what's going on. I didn't know another one. Huh? Yeah, that's insane. I didn't know they were well, doing another one. The whole the whole community is pretty like pretty crazy, right? Because they all kind of have their own little thing going on with who was the other cultist, guy? Cultist, yeah, the right? other Don't guy you? had like his like wives living on the compound <laughs> yeah. with them, and it's they all cult. had to dress up like cougars. <laughs> it's like a cult. They're all like in this cult, different tiger cults. It's it's unbelievable. How did this yeah, guy make it this long without getting discovered is what I want to know. And he had his own show. So he was like on the internet. And the funny thing is me and Mark, who's not here right now, obviously, uh, we went to his YouTube channel and like went back before the show you know, aired to see what his content was actually like. And we watched one episode and it was probably one of the funniest things we've ever seen in our life. Because, you know, you know, when you do a show and you put it out so at some point, he had to have watched that and been like, okay perfect this is how we want it Relief. and then puts it out but when you watch it it yeah. is so unperfect to what he should have put out yeah. and you're just like that is what you think in fact the, the episode that we saw and it was one of the three or maybe three down called the live joe show whatever it is he shot a cow on the show literally shot a cow yeah he called it euthanized <laughs> But he literally yeah. shot a cow. I said, uh, stay tuned for this uh, special announcement. And then it shows him with a gun, and there's a cow laying on the ground, and he shoots it, and it just rolls over. And then at the end of, at the, end of the show, he's like, if I have to shoot three more cows to get on the news, I'll do it. And me and Mark were just like, oh, my God, did he just really shoot an animal on his show? And it's on YouTube. Like, it literally is there right now. It's crazy. That kind of reminds me of the other um – Netflix uh, docu series about that psycho who who killed cats on YouTube. Oh, oh you yeah! Don't don't, don't, don't f, f with, with cats. cats. I saw that. Have you seen that one? That's crazy too, dude. Like, I mean, there. Those are signs. Those are warning signs, folks. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it, it's a progression. Yeah. You know, that's a progression for somebody that's mentally ill. Like that's that's how they progress. They start with animals, and then they go to bigger animals, and then they, you know, and that's scary. That is not nothing to be messing with. Yeah. Like, and man. Then you break in there. Then you go into their house and and search, and you see like lampshades with skin and like pieces of bodies in the in the freezer, and yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's a it never it never ends good when they start killing animals like that. Um, no, that's great. But I will say, just on a lighter note, uh, there's another show that just came out called L.A. Originals with Cartoon and Estevan. I don't know if you know this on the West Coast. Uh, the West Coast guys cartoon that does all the tattoos for like Eminem, 50 Cent, Exhibit. Um, it's actually a really positive documentary. That's not. It's opposite of Tiger King, but it's really good too. So just in case you guys get bored, it's a good one. No. Yeah, no. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, perfect. And Hi. it's Mama Hi. Watterson. How are you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Phuket, okay, right? Yeah. Phuket. Uh -huh. He's telling us that they're always on. I told you. Then yeah. you, you know, talk to Bibi, you know. No, she, yeah, she's. He said it's really bad. Like they're, they're not letting us, people go out the house. I told you. Mm -hmm. I yeah. yeah, yeah, I know. They're they're locking it down here. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah they're not playing around. She heard that because of the climate there, it's kind of hard for the virus to survive. To survive. Who knows? I mean, that's what they said. Like, I don't know. Like, they've scared us enough that we're not taking any chances. So we're staying inside. Yeah. So, yeah. so I was going to ask you, though. So what, what have you been doing since your, the, the fight with Joanna? And uh, obviously you were supposed to fight, uh, you know, coming up today. I guess today you said. Um, I'm, I'm, yeah. so, I'm, today, I'm yeah. so lost on what day it is. Um, so so what next? Like, what, what are they going to do? What did? Yeah, you're ready. You look ready. What did what did Dana say? Like, what, what do you you're, I know you're pro this fight island. You're ready to go to, to fight on this fight, this fight island. So like, are you ready to go? And like, yeah, and that's the thing, like, um, you know, 
we have bills to pay and we have to continue to we have to continue to keep moving forward and we got to figure out a way yeah. and i know that da- that dana isn't going to do this recklessly if he do- does that not if he has decided to do it and yeah. the only way he can do it is if he has if he takes the correct precautions right they're not going to let him follow through with any of this unless he's taking the right precautions you know and and i trust that he's you know that he has you know our best interest at hand he's trying to keep continue to stimulate you know the ufc business and and a lot, of, a lot of fighters depend on that income. You know, how many fighters are under the UFC roster? Over 500. Right. And then outside of that, you know, the fighters' coaches depend on their income so that they can get paid. Nutritionist managers, and then you have all of the UFC staff, and then you have, you know, the film crews and, and all of the different places. So, I mean, the, the UFC is a huge business, and he's just trying to – you know, keep his business afloat, you know, and, and I appreciate him for being, you know, a trailblazer in that way and, and being bold enough to figure out a way to get it done. Um, and I know he's going to do it in a way that is, you know, thinking about like everybody's safety, you know? Yeah. Well, from what we had already understood, he was going to test everyone going out there, you know, whether it was athletes, coaches, everyone. So, you know, that would have, have been just good for everyone there to have peace of mind. Or, hey, you do have it. Go figure out what you need to get done. Right. You know? Yeah, you know, once we heard Dana talking the way he was, you know Dana. He, yeah. We knew, all right, he was done. He's, if he said that, I'd bet on Dana. If, 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 you, if, if, you, if you made me bet, I'd for sure bet on him. So once we saw that, we are like, all right, this is going to happen. Right now what they're telling us is, um, you know, they did put stuff on hold. But I think early May, maybe mid-May is when things will get cleared up. So they're just hoping that some of the athletes can be ready because, like you said, not everyone has the setup. We invested in this because, you know, again, like Michelle was saying earlier, we didn't want Araya, you know, going out late at night when we were doing stuff. So right. we have our gym. We have a pool, you know. So we have a, we have a pretty good setup as far as continuing to train. The only thing is we don't have coaches and sparring partners and stuff like that. So she just kind of whoops me, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's been, it has been, it's been crazy, like a crazy schedule, you know, but, um, that's just, um, that's a story of, of a fight. That's a fighter's journey. Like you can't predict what's going to happen. Sometimes, you know, sometimes there are things that happen that are out of your control with it, you know, within, within the world. Sometimes you get injured and then you're out for, you know, a year. Uh, You just, you just never know. And you have to be able to adapt and overcome and, um, and that's just the story of a, of a fighter's journey, in my opinion. I think that, you know, we're built to, to overcome um, challenging situations, and this is just another situation. Yeah. Yeah, I think – and it, the crazy thing is it's hitting, like, every single type of business, every single type of, of job and, and, and person. Like, it's literally – it's such a broad-spectrum economic disaster for everyone, not, not even counting, obviously, the most important thing, the the – health uh issue and deaths and and things like that um it's just it's such a a spread out pandemic you know and so it's like it's hitting every different type of job especially in the entertainment industry small businesses business owners entrepreneurs like i mean like for me myself owning the ak thailand i gotta just sit and wait and like i don't know how long i have to just keep paying the bills it could be one month it could be two months it could be six months like we don't know so it's like it's a stressful time for us is the country out there doing anything for you guys as far as any sort of stimulus or anything? You know, no, they're, uh, I think they're extending. My administration's working with them on, um, I think they're postponing certain fees and things like that. But for the most part, I think America's doing more as far as like issuing uh, loans and, and, and different things like that. Like in Thailand, it's a little bit more difficult. Um, it's, hard, yeah. it's hard for me to imagine how even Phuket's going to recover considering I mean, like everything's closed. Like, how much? How many businesses can survive? You know, like I, I can survive a while with AK Thailand, but it's like how many businesses can sit and pay their expenses for like four months or three months and not go under? Yeah. That's the question. And so I think it's just going to be a lot of closed businesses here by the time this this thing gets over with, and that and that's everywhere. Yeah, yeah, I think same here too. But um, so you you had a lot, you had a, a bit saved up, um, so that you're okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we always have cash reserves, but you never count on the worst possible, 
you know, scenario, which is a widespread pandemic that's going to completely shut down the airport of Phuket when, you know, you're a gym that, you know, we cater to only foreigners. So this is probably yeah. the worst case scenario. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm okay because I've had business before and I've sold businesses in the past where I have, you know, excess capital for that. So it's like, I'm, I'm okay for now, but like, we don't know how long it's going to last. And, and so there's that stress of like, wow, you know, and, and not only it's not about survival, but it sucks just seeing the money disappear each month, you know, and like, that's money that could have been used to, to build more and to, and to expand and to, to make things bigger. So it's definitely going to slow us down. It's definitely going to, you know, hold back that, that momentum that we had at the least. And then you got guys, you know, fighters like yourself that are entertainers, comedians, actors, like everybody's just kind of on hold because they don't allow groups together that, you know, they're shut down movies, they're shutting down fights. So it's just a real scary time for everybody. You That's know? what we were talking I was gonna say we were talking about that to uh, one of Michelle's uh, one of Michelle's mental coach because he's he's on the, he's a little bit older. How old is Doc? He's in his sixties. In his sixties, and we're just talking about you know has he ever experienced anything near you know anything near this? And even he was like, no, nothing to this extreme, right? And and this scary possibly, you know. So something to talk about for sure. This will definitely be in the history books, I think. Well, I hope you're right. I hope I hope this uh, is, people become immune to it. I know what you said. I, I listened to the. Um, the Minister of Defense in Israel state basically the same thing, saying that eventually what's going to happen, like in other uh, viruses in the past, slowly there's going to be immunity with people. There'll be like 0.1% will be immune, then like 0.5%, then 1%, then 5%, then 10%. And eventually that number will get to 60, 70, 80%. And then it'll be, you know, basically releases a, a you know, a state of emergency. I hope that happens. Yeah. I hope that happens fast because I think producing a vaccine and tests on a wide, you know, a wide scale like this is going to take too long. Yeah. Well, I think we, on our end, I think I find hope in it too, just because of the stuff that I have talked uh, with some of the UFC brass, like they're confident. I really truly believe that they could have made this weekend happen. They just like, and then I think Dana has been very vocal about this. He got asked by higher ups to just, Hey, kind of slow down. Right. But he made it and like, it was ready to go. So that tells me that, you know, they had the necessary stuff in place already to say, all right, let's go, you know? Yeah. And I do think I do think within, you know, they're thinking 30 days. I think within 30 days, um, things will kind of hopefully normal out. Yeah, um, yeah. I hope so, man. I I, I want to see you guys fighting. <laughs> I want to watch the fights, and I want to open the gym and have the fighters coming. And I want to see you guys back at AK Thailand and in Thailand and hanging out. Yeah. What when when do y'all plan to come back if everything if everything gets back to normal? For sure, we for had sure. a lot of plans to do traveling this year. We have plans to go to Fiji, to Hawaii, back to Thailand. We we um we were planning on going out to um, Europe this this year. Um, so you know, it, it, sometimes things just happen that are out of your control, and and this this is one of them. I um so so yeah, I don't know. What do you think about the idea that you know somehow this had been released per like the virus had been released purposefully <laughs> i don't know like i'm who knows who knows you know like here's what i will say i will say this i think china should be held responsible for this uh to some degree yeah. i think they should be held responsible financially or t somehow every country has to like kind of you know the stimulus and things like that we have every country has to kind of like take a big hit and then do something for their citizens to help them financially because of how bad this is and then china has the least amount of cases almost than anybody right now and they're like back to recovering and normal um at, yeah. at the very least it was negligent on their part and you know if you're yeah. if you're in america and you're driving recklessly in a car and you kill somebody you're you're held responsible for that and and you could go to jail you know manslaughter whatever i think that they were yeah. being negligent and and they released what however they did it they released something that affected the world and i just i feel i mean i don't know how it can happen I, I'm, I'm not an expert at this but i feel they should be held responsible to some degree i think they have an enor yeah. enormous amount of money in their in their in their country and i think they should be held responsible to some degree to like help in some way to like you know but I don't, I, I don't know if, if it was purposely done. Yeah. Yeah. I just saw something like that where I think it was Europe saying that uh, they wanted to sue China for like, you know, a crazy number, which, which yeah. I, I'm with you. I agree. It's like 6.2 trillion. Um, but yeah, I agree with regardless if it was like you said, if it was on purpose or accident, 
you know, definitely some negligence was there and you know, you gotta, you gotta handle it. <laughs> I think too, like there's a lot of, there's a lot of misinformation being put out there. Um, and maybe not even misinformation, but I think America is really good at, um, giving too much information. Like I, I think that we have probably a lot of information about, you know, how many people have been diagnosed, how many people have passed away. But if you, I, I'm wondering, and I'm just curious to know if, if in other countries, everybody that thinks that they're diagnosed goes out to get tested or do they just, you know, do they just quarantine themselves and stay home if they're sick and then get over it? Did they have it? Did they not? You know, are there people that have it and haven't got tested for it in other countries? You know what I mean? And so, and I, and it just really kind of baffled how, you know, the numbers in China just uh, like all of a sudden stopped, stopped, Yeah. you know? What do you what do you think about this? So I posted a story here recently. Um, I got sent. I'm in like a, a couple of group chats where a lot of people are putting all the information of the coronavirus in there. And uh, Fortune magazine put an article out, and they stated that in South Korea, 51 people that were uh, positive for coronavirus uh, healed and released were later found to have the virus again, and it was contagious, and they tested positive. Um, so now there's a big scare of the fact that this can come back at any time. Uh, they've all, obviously a virus never goes away. So they do know that it's in your system at some point, but they assume since mm -hmm. the beginning that once they cure you, at least it won't come back to a state of making you sick and being contagious. Well, now they're saying they've got 51 people that they've tested that were clear that, that it's came back to like, if that is the case, that's a whole nother like can of worms right there. Like that, that scared me when I saw it. Cause I'm like, I mean, you're talking like everybody that has it has to worry, you know, what are they going to do? Isolate everybody that tests positive and put them on some island, something like, like what it, until they come up with a vaccine or a cure. It's like that. That's a scary. That was a scary article for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, and that is kind of like the, the really sad truth, right? Is because like you just said, like, like a virus lives in you forever. Like mm -hmm. it's not it's kind of one of those things that your your immune, your immune, your immune system either has to get over or it doesn't. You know, and so what if we're all taking these precautions and it's going to it the virus is going to take its toll regardless. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, true. And, I, and you can what if everything to death, like I said, all, you know, all all we can do, you know, as responsible citizens is, is listen to, to, to the things that they're having us do and abide by the rules that they're having us having us do. And, and that's what we're doing. Try, but most importantly, just staying healthy. Really, like that's the best. That's the real. That's the best thing you could do for yourself and for the rest of the world is stay healthy. Yes. Yeah. yeah you're right. Stay healthy, and during this quarantine, like we've been, you know, we've been doing a lot of productive stuff. So it's kind of a a chance to, you know, reading certain books that we maybe haven't had a chance to read, and um, doing things around the house that we haven't had a chance to do. So it's just like, all right, well, cool. Let's let's get this done. You know, we're still able to work out. So, you know, it hasn't been too crazy. Because we're we're good here, you know. I was going to ask you. That was one of the questions I was going to ask you: is what are y'all doing? Because now that you're spending so much time at home and not in the gym like normal, because that's your career. Obviously, you spend a lot of time at the gym. What are you doing outside? That's, uh, you know, in a different direction as far as like career, not career wise, but just in a different professional uh, direction. Are, are you doing any projects or or working on anything that that uh, that's coming up? Yeah, we have quite a we have a lot of things that um, we've been working on recently. One of the things that <laughs> that has kind of taken over is having to homeschool Araya because yeah. she's not in school. Um, <laughs> but that that's a whole different story. Um, outside of that, outside of the fighting stuff, um, <laughs> we've been already even before the 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 quarantine working on our our app, which includes, you know, at home workouts. Um, so we've been really putting a lot of, um, energy into that, getting that up and running. And then we have an apparel line that we're working on that, um, we have time now to, to invest in. And then we also have invested in, um, a restaurant, a restaurant. Oh, nice. and uh, it's still, um, it's in the process of getting built right now. It's supposed to open in April, but um, because of all this stuff that's happened, it's it's um, put a stop to that. So we're just taking our time with that, so we're not rushed and and putting together all the details in that. So we got um, we got quite a bit of things that we're working on outside of fighting that is keeping us busy. 
That's awesome. That's cool to hear. And I'm glad to, uh, to hear that. And I hope that this gets controlled in a, in a timely manner so that we can get this, get everything back to normal, but definitely the sport and, and everybody back to doing what they, what they love. And, and I'm, I'm just hoping that it doesn't get to a point where this goes on for so long, you know, like that it's, I mean, I guess you can agree with me. No one's going to stay in their house for 18 months. So if they're going to put this 18 month time limit on, on how long this is going to last or whatever, it's not going to happen. I mean, it's like you said, it's just going to be, people are just going to be like, okay, this is what it is. We're all going to get it. And there's no way people are going to stay inside their house for 18 months. No way. We wouldn't survive. And well, we, it would, it would, depression. it would be worse doing that economically than it would be. You know, I just, that's how I feel about it. I feel like, we, we have to figure out a way to continue living, to continue, you know, keeping that wheel moving um, with with what is with the virus. Like how we just have to figure out a, a, an answer, like a different answer that that's going to be more productive. Yeah. Yeah. Though, 18 months. <laughs> but we were talking about that the other day. Is it just going to be the norm to to have? a little bit more awareness of, of social distancing. Is everybody going to be wearing masks and gloves when they travel? I was talking about this to Josh because it was kind of like before when people used to travel, it was not normal to have to go through security. You two could just do whatever. Right. And like every time something happened with, you know, with the bombing or with the hijacking of a plane and, and with terrorism, the security got ramped up more and more and more. And at first people would complain about it and then it just became the norm. Right. because they had to implement those things in order to keep people safe. And I kind of feel like that might be the future of, you know, of going to the grocery store or going or go, doing any type of shopping is those, those precautions, making sure that you, you know, there's, there's a line and that you have to keep certain distance from people and making sure that you're clean and the cleanliness of everybody. I don't know. Is it, you know, are we going to, no is my is my daughter gonna be like? I remember when you used to go to you can go into the store and you know touch random stuff and yeah. and now there's the glass between the cashier and you know and the customer. I don't know. Yeah, I have a bad feeling that like the whole shaking hands and hugging and kissing on the cheek thing is gonna be not going on for so much longer. I think yeah. I think that could be something that we see. And you know what? We saw people wearing face masks. I've been traveling to Asia for a while, and for the last pff, easy five years, I've been seeing people wearing face masks in the airport. And I never did it, but I only I only didn't do it because I felt weird, and I didn't want people like looking at me like I was strange. But I wanted to just because I didn't want to get sick. You know what I mean? Like I didn't want to get the flu or get a cold or something like that. I think that's yeah. that's a minimum that's going to happen is I think pretty much in, in airports, we're going to always see that from now on. I, I don't think anyone's going to walk around without one, in my opinion. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to end on a bad note. But uh, thanks for being positive, as you always are. You're always so happy. You always got great answers to everything. And, and I know it's tough right now with your fight being uh, postponed. And, and you know, you've obviously trained really hard for it. So I hope to see you get back in there and, and, and be able to fight again soon. I hope so, too. And I think that... Uh you know, being able to talk to people around the world does help, you know, open up your eyes and understand, you know, the severity of the situation and kind of give shine, shine a different light on on the situation. Um, because it is something that is affecting the entire world. But <clears throat> it's like, uh, I, I just think about it, like, we're, we're, we're we live in a, in a time where I can talk to somebody across the world and, and ask you and ask you what's going on and how how severe is it out there because you know if not we would have you know we would we would have never known how how serious it is or how the government has been treating the situation out there versus how it's how we're be, being treated out here right. so I guess we'll see it's good for me too I mean, it's good for me too to talk to you guys, and and I'm getting a lot of perspective talking to y'all as well. I've been doing live feeds on my my Instagram, talking to people from around the world, and and that's my way of finding out what's going on and and what the perspective is from different countries and different areas. Because all I see is the news, you know, and and, and like you said, you know, it's like some news is accurate, some news is fake news. It's like so I don't really know 
how people feel. I just know what they're reporting. So when I talk to you guys, I, I know how how y'all feel and, and where y'all stance is. So that kind of gives me more perspective of, of, you know, of how I should feel and, and makes me think about things a little bit differently than just being in this this kind of situation that we're in over here, which is drastically different than than in, Amer- in America, apparently. So, And I can scary, dude. I can see how, you know, because that is your reality, you know? And your reality is different from ours at the, at the time, right. you know? Yeah. They might have to start doing that, though, because, uh, yeah, like I said, we when, when I do go to the groceries or, or anything, uh, it, it feels like it's pretty... It's pretty uh, busy, so you know who knows. They might start citing people. I had read that that they were going to start letting um, police arrest people, and from what I I saw, a couple guys get arrested, right? But they were out paddle boarding by themselves, and see to me like they're not around anyone. They're doing their thing, right? You know, I don't see an issue with that, but I do think it's an issue if you're with you know a group of four or five that you just shouldn't be happening, you know? Yeah. What about your employees, like your coaches and stuff like that? Are you able to, to, to pay them or how is that working? Yeah, so I haven't laid off any any staff yet. Um, so I don't plan to lay any staff off. So right now it's just a matter of cutting hours. And as a business owner, it's like it's it, it's it's so tough, you know, especially in Thailand because you know how I have over 50 employees. So it's like, you know, most people are laying employees off and, and they're losing their jobs. And you know, they're not going to find jobs after this pandemic is over with because no one's going to be hiring. They're going to be basically cutting hours and, and letting people go. So even though I'm keeping all my employees, it's, it's tough giving them less hours and trying to work them in and give them as much as I can. And them taking a hit because it's like, I feel so bad because like, you know, this is a part of the world where people need they need that money, you know, they need the, their income, full income, full hours. But at the same time, if everybody paid the full salaries and full incomes and didn't get any work or revenue, then everything would fail at, at a short period of time. And then every, we'd all lose because we wouldn't have a business. So it's a, it's a real yeah. tough position to be in as a business owner. Um, luckily, everybody's been very positive. They've been very thankful to keep their jobs. And I'm working with them as much as I can. I'm bringing trainers in to do videos because we're building an app right now, an online app. So I'm bringing trainers in and paying them to do like videos uh, for the app. We're doing some online stuff. And we're doing as much as we can just to keep things going and, 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 and keep working, even though this is uh, obviously dragging us down. But this has been the, the toughest test as a business owner and as an on- entrepreneur for me after spending 10 years of building this gym to where it is and like being so happy. Like I said before, like it was, you know, we've had a record setting January, February and March up until the 15th. So things were go- going so great, you know, and things were just so amazing. And then, boom, this thing hits. And then like after the 15th, you know, three or four days later, I forgot what it was the gym was completely shut down and like no customers, you know, no, no one could train. And it was just like, wow, this is the absolute worst case. So now I'm just like fired up as an entrepreneur to come back strong. I feel like we're supposed to fail. Now we're supposed to lose. We're supposed to not be able to survive the situation. So now, now my focus and my goal and my fire is to come back and, and come back strong and then be able to, when, when this thing is over, be like, we made it, we survived. M- my employees are still here. We were building the same thing that we were building before and we're continuing that momentum. So that's that fire that's in me right now is just to come back strong when, when people expect us to, to fail kind of thing. Yeah, and, and, and that's, 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 a, that's a sign of a true leader is to, to not, you know, sulk in, in, in the situation, but to figure out a way, right, you right. know? And fighters fight, man. That's what you guys do, right? And that's what me and Michelle were talking about yesterday, right? There's, I, I get it. This is rough. This is scary. But there's two ways to look at it, right? You could just it's fight sit, or flight. sit home and yeah. salt or now improve on something, Yeah. right? There's so many people that we've talked to um, that when, when, when they were working, it was like, man, I don't have time to do this. I don't have time to do that. And now, like, you can't say you don't have time to do anything. Right. You know, even now, I'm to someone, I won't call them out. Um, but I was talking to them and I was saying, Hey, so, you know, you working out now in the mornings? Um, no, I don't have time because of this. Listen, if you don't have time now then you just really don't want it, like this is the time improvement, you know, go read a book, go, you know, do some pushups, do some sit-ups, do some pull-ups. Our little one, we put a little pull-up bar in her room and she gets her pull-ups in every, every hour, you know? So it depends on how you look at it, you know, got to stay moving, man. 
I agree with you. Yeah, that's why I'm doing the podcast. I'm doing, you know, I'm doing the podcast. We're doing the apps. We're doing, we're still working on the Akadi build, which Akadi is like this really cool thing that I was about to start building. Like I already excavated the land and we have the plans and like, I literally was about to build something that's never been done before. Like, like this was going to be monumental for me as a, as an entrepreneur and a business owner to build this amazing new facility on the top of the land. So you remember AK Thailand where the basketball court is the land from, from that point all the way to the road is also my land. We were going to fill that up with this just amazing project. And so like that got obviously pushed on, on hold or put on hold. Um, but I'm still working on that. You know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not losing track and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not thinking that it's not going to happen now because of this. It's just paused and delayed. So I'm still doing the same, uh, you know, I'm still working on the same things, uh, the, the concepts and the, the things that were the designs and the, the, you know, fine tuning all the building plans and everything as if everything's still moving forward because you never know, yeah. you know, sometimes when, when things bad happen, you just keep moving forward, other doors open. I think you've heard this from many, many people in the past, you know, everyone has these stories, right? When you stop, doors don't open anymore. But as long as you keep pushing forward, even if you don't see anything in the future, things do just kind of start happening again. And so that's what I'm just hoping hoping happens. You know, I'm hoping some doors fly open for me and then in the next uh, couple of months here. So and for you, too, for obviously. Yeah, absolutely. They will. You know, it's I, I, I'm a strong believer. It's kind of like a game, right? You have to you have to you have to fight to get to the next level. You know, and and every every le- every next level that you get to, the the challenges become harder. You know, to to overcome. Yeah, absolutely. You just can't stop, and I uh, and I think that's the fighter in us. So I, I don't want to take all your time. I know I know you've uh, you we had the time off a little bit. Sorry about that. I, I, I'm a little stir crazy, and I was wrong on the time time zones or whatever. But uh, I appreciate you taking the time out for doing the podcast again. Uh, you're one of our in-studio guests as well. But uh, it's great talking to you. Great seeing you as well, Josh. And uh, you, you got to tell you, Ray, I said hi as well. And happy late birthday. Well, yeah, we missed you guys. I saw like, I saw all the cool places you got to take Tyron. So so next time we're out there, you got to take us to the cool places. I'm, ta- I'm taking you all to all the cool places next time. Don't worry. <laughs> all right, big man. Well, be safe out there, brother. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye, guys. All right. So there you have it, Michelle Watterson uh, and Josh. Uh, great guests. I love talking to them, as you can tell. Be sure and subscribe, guys, to our channel. I'm going to keep these quarantine uh, series going, and then we're going to get back to the normal podcast as soon as we can. I got a lot of guests lined up, so this, I assure you, is going to continue on. Uh, some very interesting guests. I'm trying to find a, a broad spectrum of people that are, are in kind of different types of quarantines, people that are fighting, people that aren't fighting and aren't training at all that are fighters, uh, and, and just a big mix. So please subscribe. Uh, please comment any comments, uh, critical or not, what you think about the podcast, um, what, who you'd like to see on the podcast, um, how I did, <laughs> if I did okay or not. Um, And uh, I want to thank you guys for watching and and listening on the audio platforms. I appreciate it. Thank you for all the support. uh, And I'll see you next time.